Welcome, 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 welcome to the What's Next podcast with Dave and Blair. We're back in the car bar. It's a little hot outside today, but we're back out here having a nice refreshment, and we got a new visitor. We do. We got Dietz, the star of social media. <laughs> the most photographed puppy this week. <laughs> right. Clearly. We went to dinner on Monday with Dave and Bex, and uh, Dietz came up with a conversation from them. <laughs> they had seen the pictures. When you wait 18 months for a dog, you usually wear all your friend's ass out talking about it. Yeah, well, uh, how does he deliver on expectations? 100% as expected. He's better than expected, but awesome. He's been great. He's been a lot of fun. Just a lot of work. Him, just got to get him to sleep at night. Yeah, we gotta, we're still working on the get all the way through the night. We had a good five-hour span, so all you young parents out there, you feel my pain. Oh, yeah. Well, and we trend. But you're not the- 50. Yeah, there's a reason God gives babies to young people. God says stop having kids at 50 for this very reason. Yeah, so no potty training. You got to do everything, right? Yep. All right. Yep. So first observation, that is the blackest dog I've ever seen. It's black on black on black. Super black on black on black. Yeah. Beautiful. Still real thin. You know, when you pet him, you feel all the bones. Yep. He had... Eight brothers and sisters, so getting to the teat took a little extra work. And what uh, number draft pick of the eight did you have? He was a third pick of the draft. Uh-huh. Um, there, the two were already gone when I got there, so we still had, you know, the seven left. Well, two of those were girls, so had five to choose from. And uh, So I who said, gets the girls, breeders? Nope. It, it it's one of the options. Okay. I just I had I wanted another male just because no absolutely no reason because your last lab was female. Yep. Yeah. So first two were male. Then we had a female. Wanted to go back to male just because just because okay. easier to name for me. Right. He's singing right now. Yeah. He doesn't care for that. No. We we for those of you that can't see, most of you guys have the visual option. You're watching the podcast, but for those of you that still are only listening. Uh, he's in a kennel of sorts. It's kind of this big old round uh, playpen, I guess is the word. But he doesn't like it. No, he he likes to be out and about. Now he's in Dave's lap. And so if he's with me, he's usually pretty happy. So how does the family like him? How's the other dog? Uh, Comet hates him. Yeah. As all competition <laughs> siblings is sh- do. Has showed up. And hey, Comet's how old now? Comet is nine. Okay. Yeah, yeah. she's setting her ways. Yeah, she's and she had no no need for someone to hone in on asking her to play games that she didn't want to play, play with her toys, take away from her walk time. Nice. Yeah. So this guy has been so much fun. Um, we're training him early on to not have that separation anxiety when we put him in the kennel and stuff like that. Right. So that's been that's been very tough because, you know, 35 minutes of whining for his and pawning for his old litter mates. Isn't that great? You know, Stacy put in the noise canceling earbuds and I had to listen to it. So, but it was totally worth it. He's awesome. I imagine Stacy got up with the kids more, so she's over it. Yes. At this point. <laughs> she's like. <laughs> You and Miller Lite missed out on a lot of the kids' <laughs> stuff. So. 
Yeah, yeah, this one's yours, pal. But Deet's story goes all the way back to October of 2019. Mm-hmm. And one one day I woke up and I was cruising around the old Twitter or Instagram or something, and I saw a video called Say When. And it was a Sitka and Yeti video, promotional video, and I saw Barton Ramsey, this dog trainer. He's walking in the rain. And he's talking about training labs, and they were all beautiful. And I was like, I've seen this a million times, but I'm going to watch one more. And he lined up about eight or ten of them and threw a dummy. It's pouring rain. He yelled one of the middle one's name, and the rest of them didn't move an inch. And, and I, was like, right. oh. I was like, wait a minute. What have we here? <laughs> so they're... They're of British descent, so some of them are from Ireland and Scotland, but they all kind of originated in Britain. They're a little bit smaller than American Lab, mm-hmm. but they have an off switch or a little bit better off switch. So they're supposed to impress your hunting buddies, but love your wife. So gotcha. they don't go home and eat the eat the cushions off the couch and <laughs> destroy everything. So when you say a little smaller, uh, top out around 40, 50 pounds? Uh, yeah, fifty-five, sixty-five okay. instead of eighty-five to hundred. Okay. Yep. Well, he's beautiful dog. He's got the pink belly. Super cool. Can absolutely not see him at night when he goes out at three in the morning. No, he's black on black on black. Unless you got that pink belly looking <laughs> at you. <laughs> so we're, I'm gonna have to get him a glow-in-the-dark collar. So in 2019, I filled out the application because mm-hmm. they had a whole process because obviously highly sought-after puppies and they want to put the right puppy with the right people because that helps them actually. So if you're a hunter, you know, you want a hunting dog. If you are a, you know, you just want a family dog, well, then they breed those as well. So his stock came out of two very good hunters. Okay. And, but very calm. I got to meet both parents and Bruno retrieved over 600 ducks, Barton was saying the other day. And so uh, 18, uh, a slight 18 months later. I was able to go pick him up. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, you weren't the only one listening to that podcast or seeing that Instagram, I guess. Oh, my goodness. So it was totally worth the wait, totally worth the wait. On the way to Memphis, so Stacy and I went to Memphis. We picked him up just south of Tupelo. I saw you went to Peabody Hotel. We stayed at the Peabody. See we, the ducks? We did not see the ducks Aww. because the last four miles took right at 30 minutes because the, the bridge is shut down now, you know, infrastructure. <laughs> Anyway, the so one that takes you by that uh, pyramid that uh-huh. has the Bass, yeah. Bass Pro Shop in it. Yeah, and okay. the Ducks Unlimited thing, everything. Uh-huh. So go to Memphis, had a great dinner. We kind of celebrated our anniversary a little early because we were going to be there. Then get up the next morning and drive over to get them. What year anniversary is this? 2-4, right? 24. Yeah, 24. 24. Next one's a big one. Pull into just south of Tupelo, Mississippi, and very, very highly – african-american area okay and uh so we walk into this convenience store and i mean literally everybody we saw was african-american in this little city right and so we came back out and we got in the car and stacy cracked the joke that said they brought all the there was all these little old men drinking coffee in this little cafe and they said oh it must be puppy pickup day there's a couple of white people <laughs> <laughs> yeah they've seen you coming <laughs> they saw us coming oh look a rent car so Tupelo, how big is that? Because that's kind of a famous city for some reason. Yep. I don't know why. Elvis was born there. Ah, now yeah. we're on to something. Yeah. 
and I think Jerry Reed has ties to Tupelo, Mississippi as well. Okay. Um, very, very beautiful area. Yeah. Um, just a part I've never been to. The drive from Memphis was about a little under two hours, and then 10 hours back to Texas. Yikes. So, you know, luckily for Dietz, I'm 50 and have to stop about every two hours. So <laughs> right. I had a gigantic glass of iced tea to begin the trip, which is always smart. Right. Yeah. Get that 60 ounces of fluid in the belly and oh, then head out. But Barton Ramsey and his crew over at Southern Oak Kennels could not have been better. His wife was so nice to us. She's from Texas originally. And uh, when we got there, I had anxiety about picking the puppy, and it's been 18 months. I'm going to pick the wrong one, and <laughs> right. he's going to die. Well, I, I was going to ask you. That's the yeah. question I had. You're, you've got seven or five potentials. You have five, five boys running around. How in the world do you make a decision? Like, I remember when we got our um, gold, uh, so, yeah, golden retriever. Um, he was the last one picked, but he was not the runt, but he was the last one picked because he had black spots on his tongue. Yep. And for some reason, people just passed on him for that. He was the greatest dog ever. So when we got there, I was talking to Barton a little bit before we picked, and Stacy was in there playing with the puppies. And I said, the, smart, the, the greatest thing that you ever said on the podcast I was listening to is when people ask you, Barton, which one of these puppies should I pick? And he said, well, if you could go into a church nursery – Mm-hmm. And look at all the toddlers there and say, which one of these toddlers is going to be a doctor? <laughs> well, then, uh, you know, then you should pick the puppies. Right. Yeah. He said, now, if you words, show me the yeah. parents. <laughs> right. And I can show you which one of those kids is probably going to be successful. So I just took that and I was like, OK, I can't screw this up. I picked two really good dogs. I picked good lines. Um, then when I got in there, Taylor or Stacy was playing with a bunch of the other ones. Dietz came up and jumped into my arms, literally, as I was in the catcher's position. I think Annie tried that trick. Yeah, yeah that's, and I that's was the like, orphan trick. I was like, that's it. Come on, let's go. And so when I when I got him out, Barton was like, is that the one with the black collar? Because they put a different uh, color collar, uh, collar on each one of them. Right. I said, yeah. He goes, that's the one I would have picked for you. He goes, he's exactly like Bruno. So same head structure, same everything. So totally cool. One of them had a little bit longer nose and skinny. Who knows? In six months, they're all going to look exactly the same again, probably, but could not be more pleased. Do they uh, do they allow you to stay in touch with the other dogs? Like, is there a community built? Like, do, does the kennels, like, have a Facebook page where people stay on there and stay engaged? So another thing that came out of that video is he said, I'm not just creating a kennel. I'm creating a lifestyle. So he with the the uh, CEO and the founder of Sitka and the Yeti guys mm-hmm. he kind of took their model and created that so there is a Southern Oak Kennels Facebook page it's called Southern Oak Kennels Society right and everybody that you can follow it no matter what but everybody that follows it if you have a pup you post a picture of your pup and the parent's name and so if it's a second kennel out of those parents, they put, you know, Bruno and Chase the second. Right. And so everybody else under there will post pictures of their dogs from that litter. So just every day they have a thing called Win Wednesdays. And so you just post a video of your dog that did something really well that day in training. Right. So totally cool. Um, hunting season is awesome to watch on there. Right. 
Because every... That's when it's time to really brag. Yeah. That's so when you win Wednesday. First duck that ever retrieved, first goose retrieved. Here was our big hunt in South Dakota. Here was our big hunt in the timber. So it's really fun. And it's... I don't know what their following is. It's it's pretty huge now. Yeah. Um, and Grit Barton, you know, he comments on stuff. If you have a question, hey, my dog is acting like this. Is this right? You know, my dog ate this. <laughs> right. <laughs> Are we going to see the sock again? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a really cool forum. Um, and it's it's like a trusted forum because there's a lot of people that are serious duck hunters or serious dog owners that can help answer simple questions so you don't have to take your dog to the vet if he ate a leaf they, they show the, the picture of a leaf and they go my dog just ate this and everybody's like you're fine that's a live oak leaf you're good <laughs> <laughs> well i would imagine you spend a lot of money on it there's probably a lot like you said a lot of anxiety about picking the dog but also i imagine the peer pressure to have your dog trained right and have them do the hunt well right. and all that is sure crazy. sure sure and just Having that, I wanted a dog that could go to the office with me, which he's been twice now, acted great, um, and just someone to hang out. I, 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 would, I hated having a dog that w- had anxiety or was so, not unruly, but just so kind of a little bit too hyper to go hang out on a patio and have a taco or go hang out at somebody's house where they're always running around, always messing around. And I just... I created the problem right? because I, I didn't fulfill my part of the early training of this is your kennel. Th- this is where you go when I say, right. You know, we tried to let them out too early and we didn't, we just weren't disciplined enough. So I was g- so far you've only had the dog for, you know, a few days since Saturday. So and what this is yeah. Thursday, right? Wednesday. Thursday is when people would listen to it, but it's Wednesday. Oh, today is Wednesday. I haven't slept very much. Yeah. So what are the top two or three things that you've learned and gone, oh, yeah, I totally screwed that up on the other dogs? Uh, 100%. I gave my first couple of dogs free reign of the house. Right. You know, keep an eye on them. <laughs> so Deets, uh, Saturday to date, right. has not pooped in the house one time. Um, and has only had two little PP accidents, both of which were on tile. Um, just being very, very disciplined in, okay, we got to go outside before he needs to go. Go outside, walk around, spend time outside. Back then, I was so busy with Taylor and Kyle and their sports and all that. Walk outside. If they didn't pee in 30 seconds, I was back in the house. <laughs> You're like, I must not need to go. And which we, you know, we never had huge potty training problems because we always had two dogs and so one would follow the other and he's real good about following the other one out but being on top of it I think has really helped the second thing that I learned was get them in that kennel and teach them that's your house and just because they're squalling for 45 long (laughs) enduring minutes (laughs) eventually it gets much better and it's already gotten a lot better I mean I put him in the kennel in the truck in the, I've got him riding in the back seat right now in a kennel and uh, until he grows into his full-size kennel. But he didn't make a peep the whole ride over here, and it's 20 minutes. Yeah, and that works for kids, too. I remember when I had Morgan, and I'd go in there and read stories to her, sing to her, and I'd be in there for about an hour and a half, two hours, something like that, let her go to sleep. And then Keith and uh, Kara came to visit, and Keith wanted to play pool. And he was like, 
dude, I can't wait for you for an hour and a half or two hours. Just put the kid down. She'll scream a little bit, but then eventually she'll tire herself out and go to sleep. I was like, you're full of it. She'll scream all night. He goes, <laughs> I guarantee she will not scream longer than an hour and a half. And so sure enough, first night she screamed like an hour and went to sleep. And then the second night was about 30 minutes. The next night was 15 minutes. Next thing you know, I just laid her down. She was going to sleep. So it works on humans, too. And this guy can sleep anywhere. He As long as his chin is touching me at some point, right? Are, he's so happy. Well, how do you deal with that? How do you not create such a emotional bond that they don't enjoy being life without you? Um, in the first couple of weeks, you just develop it, and then you create those longer periods of separation. And so that's all everything that I've read. We're using a training program called 52 Plus um, from the Cornerstone Gun Dog Academy. Shout out to those guys. Feel free to send us some hats and T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Barton uh, Ramsey and his partners, Josh Parvin, um, they created these videos, and they videotaped training a dog from – week 11 so their week number one is the 11th week of the puppy's life and they go 52 straight weeks until they're actually retrieving ducks so they show the mistakes they show look normally this is how it's supposed to work but as you can see today she didn't want to do it or she did want to do it or whatever so it's really really neat that they show the blemishes you know usually yeah you need that for hope and back when i when we had gus I got him in 98. It was beat the piss out of your dog, damn near drowned it to teach it to <laughs> fetch. And if he doesn't, then put a rope around his foot and pull it as hard as you can, and then he'll get it. And I was like, what the hell <laughs> is going on? I've come a long way. Yeah, this is all positive reinforcement. Um, she still hasn't been on a lead or a leash. Follows me everywhere we go around the house. I've had her in the front yard, the backyard. You keep saying her, by the way. You I know. Have it. You I keep break. screwing that up because of <laughs> comment. Yeah. <laughs> so Dietz has been great. Now, in a couple of weeks, he's going to start being a teenager and start being an a-hole, I'm sure. But yeah. so far, so good. Yeah, the puppy stage is great. And you need it because so you, you can fall in love with them. Right. <laughs> yeah, if you met them all during the teenage stage, no, no, it, no parent would If have. it was only the night part, you would never keep the baby. Yeah. For sure. So the other day we were over at uh, some friend's house at their swimming pool, and I had my arms on the edge of the pool, and he came up and laid his head on my arm and went to sleep. <laughs> yeah, you're not stuck. Not realizing that he had, had some weight leaning up against me, I turned around to pick him up, and he splashed right in the pool. <laughs> oh, well, he's a swimmer anyway, there right? There you go. Did, uh, did you pick him up immediately or let him figure it out? Oh, no. Yeah, I didn't want to freak him out, so. Yeah, he he wasn't expecting it. <laughs> so the the part that I, I thought was kind of interesting is uh, you guys got over here, you and Deets, and we're trying to keep him occupied. And Dawn's like, oh, Foxy has a duck toy right. that she never uses. And he's a duck dog. Yeah. So she's like, oh, this is match made in heaven and give her to her. Or give it to uh, to Dawn, and then she squeezes it, and you hear a squeak toy, and you're like, "Nope, can't have it." So, what did you <laughs> learn about squeak toys and, and duck dogs? So, when you're when a duck dog and you're training them, in the new theory, the old theory was just you could beat it out of them, but just the new theory is just don't let them create a bad habit, and trying to get to that to make it go squeaky, squeaky, squeaky. Well, they crush the duck, and <laughs> right. so they bring it back, and now it's chili meat. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> and so and you want they didn't squeak once. And you want them to hold it, but you want them to hold it tight, but not too tight, and you don't want them to chomp down on it. So I learned that through that training program, and I was like, okay, well, I've never done it before, so I wanted to try it this time, which is difficult because every toy has a squeaky in it because the whole reason they want squeaky toys is to entertain them. So lots of balls that are that are firm and stuff that he can still chew on, but it won't give. I gotcha. So when will you first hunt with Dietz? Will that be this fall, or do you have to wait after the 52-week training? So the way that his training is going to end up on opening day weekend, which is the Saturday before Thanksgiving, he won't be ready. But I'm going to take him with us. Um, I'll leave him in the in his kennel while we hunt. And then we're usually done 9, 30, 10, come back to the – we have a kind of a halfway house where we set up. Um, come back and get him. Then I will take him back out to the blind and work with him in the blind. And so we'll throw some retrieves and do some stuff with him in the actual blind where he'll be hunting in January. So in January when we're there, we'll have almost three more months of training, and he'll be ready for his first duck then. So you've got some work ahead of you. You're going to go out duck hunt for fun, yes. and then you'll come back to the scene of the crime and work reps. That's right. So, yeah, you're, you're like the, uh, the pitcher who's got to go into the bullpen and get more reps in. So there's two ways to have a good duck dog. You hire the guy that has one. Yeah. So they don't go home with you. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like the way old BL would like to do it. Yeah, you can pay seven to $11,000. Or you can trade them yourself. Yeah. So we Here went we with are. the trade them yourself. No, it's a lot, I think it's a lot more fun to do it yourself. And you're getting to know the dog and getting to learn him. And then he becomes your bud. And it's a good time. Well, I, so between October and January, that's enough time of getting the reps in where he'll be ready to go. So he will be he'll have the ability to get a duck in late November when we're there. Mm -hmm. He won't have quite enough discipline for it to It's not fair to your other hunters to have a dog that still needs some cleaning up in his training. But in January our thought is he'll be ready to go. Okay. Well cool, man. Well it's good to have Deets here. He's going to be a weekly companion. Uh as uh, Foxy was sniffing him, yeah, uh, Don said, "Yep, yeah, get used to it. Get used to it." But in two weeks, he's gonna be bigger than you. <laughs> so what? How how long will it take him to get to twenty pounds? Uh, probably two more weeks. Okay, so oh, yeah. she was being serious. He's <laughs> ten pounds now, but now he's eating a bowl of food and not having to fight anybody, right? Or he's not having to fight anybody for his mama. So he'll grow pretty rapidly. The first three to six months is when they get almost full size. So seven, eight months, they're about as big as they're going to get. Then they just add a little weight. Okay. And with, uh, with him, what, what does a boy like that eat? Just straight up dog food. Okay. Perina Pro Plan Focus. Twice a day? Three, three quarters of a cup at 7A and 5P. Okay. So like clockwork. Yeah. Now, if he's anything like Foxy, he'll think it's five o'clock at two thirty. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then it's more five o'clock at three, and then yeah. it's even more five at four o'clock. <laughs> so we, I took him to the office yesterday and today, and 
I just assumed our production's going to go to hell because the girls love him. And <laughs> right. But then the customers love him, so that's good. And everybody calls, hey, I'm going to stop by. Are you at the office? I'm like, yeah, come <laughs> yeah, on by. Yeah. yeah, people are dropping by that never <laughs> did before. <laughs> I haven't seen you in six months. <laughs> right. Well, I'd teach him to drive that little fire truck out back, and uh, you really got a trick. I'm going to get him a State Farm hat and put him to work. Absolutely, man. Make that guy earn his keep. Well, Dave, as we are nearing the good month of July, we got ourselves a barbecue cook-off. And I I don't, I got to break it to the boys down there, but uh, I'm going in for some special tutoring. Uh, tomorrow night at 2 in the morning, I'm going to go up to Vaquero Barbecue with my good friend, Trey Sanchez. And he agreed to let me shadow him at 2 in the morning. He's going to make me work for it. He's like, if you want to learn real barbecue, you got to get up early in the morning. <laughs> I was like, that, man, that's staying up late. And he goes, I wouldn't advise that. I'd get some sleep before you come over. When you, you called and told me you were going to do that. And your quote was, I know your brisket's awesome, but I'm just going to go get a few tips. Yeah, I, I said, okay. I, well, because everyone who has asked me about the cook-off, has said the same thing, which is, is Dave doing the whole thing? <laughs> and I said, well, probably, but I'd but like that, to offer something. But that's not true. You always help. And we, we, we were in a cook-off last fall or fall before last. Yeah, but I, it's not my skill set. I've got a big green egg. You're going to have your own smoker, uh, you know, which is great because we can hold that temperature. And, and um, But i got to tell you, now that Doc's son, Braden, is working – for Brett I'm like well so I asked him the other day I said how's that uh, how's Braden enjoying working for Brett he goes man he's almost got a master's in chemistry he's he's learning to study the the amount of moisture that's in wood and how to stack the wood based on the moisture in there and I was like oh shit <laughs> Trey <laughs> would you mind if I come up and shadow you <laughs> and so I just felt like I wanted to carry a little bit more of the weight <laughs> You have taught me just as much about cooking as I've taught you for sure. Now, if this was a lasagna cook-off, oh, it'd be over. Well, that might be part due <laughs> as we get into the winter. We'll do a lasagna cook-off. Except for it, we can't have a budget because our lasagnas cost $300. Yeah, in fact, uh, Andrew one time told me, uh, he said, I think I'd like to cook a, a lasagna and, uh, and compete against you to see which one's better. Because uh, he has family that's from the Northeast. Okay. And I said, well, and this is back before Andrew was making any good money. I said, uh, I, I caution you against that because I'll just outspend you. I'll, <laughs> I'll get the finest tomatoes. I'll import things from, from Italy if I need to. I'm not losing a lasagna cook-off. Ever since that time we cooked lasagna together, now I can't even make spaghetti without going to Central Market and getting <laughs> Mama Mia's or whatever the hell that $21 jar of. Right. <laughs> And that was with us not making the uh, – that was us just taking the, the Oh, yeah, the we just – that's just the sauce. <laughs> right, yeah. But yeah. The, when I've made the sauce before, you're not kidding. And those were uh, – when did I live in uh, Florida? Lived there when Morgan was born. So it was around the year 2000. Yeah. Yeah, we spent $300 at the grocery store to make a lasagna. Yeah. It was insane. We spent that much, but we did four the day we were over <laughs> at the house, and we were – we're just cutting everything. We were multiplying everything times four, and yeah. I was, our cart looked like we were coming out of Costco, and <laughs> we were just making lasagna. You're gonna get me fired up about making lasagna. We gotta stop this. Uh, I'll, I'll start cooking lasagna in the summer. That's like cooking a gumbo in the summer. It just doesn't happen. So Father's Day is coming up. Oh, you know what that means? U.S. Open, baby. Yeah, I couldn't give a shit about Father's Day. I really couldn't. 
In fact, Morgan goes, hey, can I take you out uh, for lunch? And, and by the way, uh, by take me out, which means. Can I let you buy? Yeah, can I go with you? She's like, either uh, this weekend or, you know, sometime this week. And I said, Morgan, like, it's next Sunday. Like, she goes, well, I know you just like to watch the Masters on uh, U.S. Open. Uh, <laughs> she goes, oh, sorry, U.S. <laughs> Open. And that's true. On Father's Day, I just, I like to get up, plop my ass down on the couch, and just veg out to the U.S. Open. So great. It's so great. I love the Masters. I love the U.S. Open because they really try to make that course where it's par is going to win. Yeah, and it's at Torrey Pines this year, which the big fee Mickelson has won many, many times, won the amateur there. Yep. But it's a completely different course. I was reading an article about the other day, and they're like, don't just bet big fee because it's his home course because he doesn't even like the course now and it's it's common but not real common that the course that holds the u.s open that year has a regular tour event at it they usually try to pick a place like uh oh the black course or whistling straits or things that aren't on the normal tour so right. the, the colonial normally wouldn't get a u.s open but tory gets one they have a tournament every fall i mean uh every early spring and then they said the course will be completely different now than what it was back in march oh boy they try to jack it up for and the just US throw Open. that out i played tory pines yeah and kyle and i were playing and the marshall came over and he's like hey um apparently you guys haven't played here before and we were like no we haven't i said this is our first time they're like yeah the carts aren't allowed in the rough and I was like, what? He goes, yeah, the rough is what penalizes you. You, you drive in the fairway. I was like, huh. Oh, that's I'll interesting. <laughs> yeah. So I hit one into the rough, and it took me a solid two and a half strokes to get out of there. And, I was, <laughs> and the, the half was my foot. Because <laughs> yeah. that poana or whatever it is, it's so thick. Good gosh. So you got to keep it straight. So I think our winner this week will be a straight driver of the golf ball. Okay, so who's your prediction? I don't want to do this, but I got to do this. Uh -oh. He has a great track record there. Brooks Kepka. No, he has a great <laughs> track record there. He's from there. I'm going to go John Rom. He's from there. He's from Spain. Well, he, he went to Arizona State. What do you mean he's, he's from there? there. <laughs> You're out of your mind. <laughs> You're making stuff up now. So All he, right, John Rom. John Rom is fresh off his COVID scare. He, he was about to win last week before last until he had COVID. And Jeez. then it wasn't COVID. And then it was COVID. And it sucks. Who the hell has COVID? Who knows? It doesn't matter if a golfer has it. Just let him go out there. Who but gives a shit? He's not a. I don't get it. All right. So. I am going to do the unthinkable. I'm picking Tiger Woods. I think he's going <laughs> to rise up out the of his hospital bed. The last time that the U.S. Open was held at Torrey Pines, I'm he had a broken leg and a torn ACL yeah. and still won. That's why I think he'll, he'll rise up this so, time. <laughs> so he's going to be on his crutches yeah, and yeah. win. He's going to dominate the field. It's going to be amazing. Um I got to tell you, I've been so cold with my golf picks. My people don't even make the friggin' cut. <laughs> this, has been, this has been the worst year of golf gambling ever for me. Uh, I am not going to go straight down the middle. I'm not going to pick Justin Thomas because every time I do, he just lays an egg. Uh, I am going to go 
with the great, the unmolested, the true champion, the people's champion, Brooks Kepka. Oh, my <laughs> God. Everyone hates Brooks. The only thing he could do worse is wear, like, calf socks. Right. Where he pulls his socks all the way up halfway over his calf. He's such a douche. He is. Speaking of douchebags. But if he wants to listen, hey. <laughs> right. Buy, uh, some, buy some coolers, work hard, play harder. Yeah. We we'll welcome you. The the mustachioed guy. I didn't even realize he sucks now. Uh, the kid from Oklahoma State. That was oh, so Kevin, uh, Kevin Fowler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this just is. <laughs> 1982's golfer of the year. <laughs> what? No. Kevin Fowler, who sings <laughs> I Hear the Raindrops <laughs> on a Tin Roof on a Hot Summer Night. No, no, the mustachios. Yes, uh, Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler. Kevin Fowler. He sucks Country now. music. He didn't Ricky even make Fowler the U.S. Open. Like he's not even playing. No, he's not. What happened to that guy? He grew a mustache and he sucks. Uh, he makes too much money. Mm-hmm. That poontain's too good. I think so. It's yeah. Distracting. Yeah, he dated that. Or he's married. Married now, I think, to that decathlete. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe they'll have she's more e- successful babies. She's easy on the eyes. Yeah. So your pick is douche Kepka. Yep. Going with the douchebag. All right. I'm not picking Justin. I have he's a you gotta be a volume shooter to win with that guy. Yeah. I picked him four times in four majors last year. He did win one. Yeah. But he didn't make the cut two times. He sucks. I'm going Xander Shoffle. Oh, the Shufflemeister. He's nice. he's top six in the last five U.S. Opens. He's from San Diego. Who knows what the hell's gonna happen? No, uh, I like that pick though. Little, little Xander. Actually. I mean, I could say Justin or DJ, and they're not gonna make the cut, and then I'll be pissed. I'm gonna go with Angel Cabrera. I think he's gonna rise up, <laughs> show up, smoke an entire pack per nine. I'm pretty sure he's in jail. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't think things have gone well for him. I'm doing the hospital and jail tour for the U.S. Open. Quite honestly, your picks could not be worse. No, so. <laughs> well, I'm trying to, trying to like, just go with the flow. I mean, they have about the same amount of chance of making the cut yeah. as your master's picks. I'm going to go with Jeremy Denson uh, from <laughs> the Bison Cooler fame. Now you're just sucking up. <laughs> I, uh, what are you going to pick Doc next so you can get free boot in? <laughs> right. I'm going to go with Super Doc. <laughs> go Raw- I'm going to choose uh, Raw Beer, Doc's Boudin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with a little Pedicles chaser. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I'm going to pick B-Rad from the Rodeo Goat. Um, all right. If B-Rad makes the cut, yeah, I will broadcast the next five podcasts by myself. Excellent. I and I'll pay you <laughs> right. all of our salary. I get a month off. I get to <laughs> collect that bison cooler money without even <laughs> humping it for it. All right. Let's be serious. Who shall I pick? All right. So I think Jack has one more in him. <laughs> yeah, I think we can get one more out of Jack. <laughs> no shit. I mean, I'm so disinterested in this. Uh, I'll go with Big Fee Mickelson. We'll, let's continue the ride. Now, that would be so he awesome. turns 51 today. Yes. Today's his birthday. All right. As a tribute to his 51st, I'm going to go with Big Fee Mickelson. And with that, this is it, folks. See everybody next week. Sorry to pelt you with all the pictures of my dog, but you're going to get it. Nah, people love that dog. He's trending. Later.